All right, Shane, I, I know I know what can cheer you up. Because um, you know how we were talking about Rob Zombie last week. And, you know, yeah. Rob, Mr. Rob. Um, and I think we might have also talked about this on the show, and Ian didn't know what it was, but Cheese Zombies. You remember Cheese Zombies from school, right? Ian, yeah. do you remember Cheese Zombies when we talked about that? Those. Don't remember talking about it. I was listening last back to last episode. That might be my sleepiest episode yet. So, <laughs> it wasn't last episode that we talked about cheese zombies. This was okay. Wow, it feels like a really long time ago now. But but anyway, cheese zombie is basically a, like a bread bun, and it's filled with like shitty nacho cheese, and it was like a hot commodity in middle and high school. Think of but, like um, a, a really really soft like. Uh, dinner roll about mm-hmm. like that big, like a king's Hawaiian sweet roll. Okay, or like a big one filled with yeah. nacho cheese. And yeah, they also had okay. like uh bacon ones. Yeah, like quick trip nacho cheese. Yeah. And, and, okay. Um, but anyway, um, a- Angela, friend of the show, after she-, she listened to last episode, she messaged me and she said, "Have I told you about how my sister is currently dating somebody named Zombie Rob?" And I. Th- <laughs> I, I assumed, okay. just like how I assume you are right now, that he's just someone that really likes Rob Zombie. But it's, in fact, he's an heir to a cheese zombie restaurant, or was, is a restaurant what? called Patty's Original Cheese Zombies. What? And you can go to pattiesoriginalcheesezombies.com which is the most boomer fucking URL I've ever heard in my fucking (laughs) life because they need to include every single part about their business in URLs and you can see some of the grayest nastiest looking cross sections of (laughs) cheese zombies but anyway zombie rob has been cut out of the cheese zombie family fortune because of his his bold cheese zombie ideas, I guess. So he's oh actually going into business on his own. And he bought CheeseZombie.com, which is a great URL. <laughs> That's a great URL. So he's getting ready to make his own. Because, because his ideas are too radical for Patty's original CheeseZombies.com. He's going into business on his own, making Rob's Zombies. Mm. I- and he right, owns look. CheeseZombie.com, but currently okay. there's no website on CheeseZombie.com because he's trying to get Angela to make it for free, and she won't do it. <laughs> okay, so real quick, uh, I love Patty's original CheeseZombies.com. I love it. I love that right under what looks to be the HTML header, it just says, Patty's original Cheese Zombies. It's about time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it? Is it so, about time? So that's great. <laughs> From the Music Research Facility on the surface of the moon, this is Shitty Mashups. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Shitty Mashups. It's about time. Hey. My name is Shane the Cheese Zombie, and joining me uh, are my friends. we're going to get sued by Patty's original Cheese Zombie. I don't live there. She's not my mom. Yeah, what are, they, what, what are she going to do, ground him? These are uh, Ryan and Ian. Hi, hey. I'm, I'm Ian. I almost said I'm Ryan, and that's incorrect. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, God. I'm a, I'm a Cheese Lord 420, and uh, Ooh. So this here is a zombie battle ID. Zombie to, Rob. 
Look, I know we're in the actual episode and out of the cold open now, but just if we could just circle back to cheese zombies for just a brief moment. Sure. When you guys first were talking about cheese zombies, I thought that that was like a, an item that was available in like your high school cafeteria. Yeah, it like, is. It was, yeah. And, but like that was it. Like that it was localized <laughs> to there. That sounds like like my grade school had chicken crispitos, which oh, yeah. or were like just taco boats. Taquitos. Well, you know, see, it's I just didn't... like it's the fun name that your school has. And the fact that there is an entire chain restaurant i don't think it's a has... chain it is one location buddy it is not a chain one location okay well they got their address on the website and i just didn't know there were other places inspired. that you she could get cheese ins- zombies yeah, she True. might have been inspired by mount diablo unified school district like it was, I, this, it was the city in which i lived when i attended that school mm. was where the restaurant is the establishment there were chairs what outside if- what if that's where we got them from? Because you know how like the pizzas we had at middle and high school were they looked from pretty Mike's. similar. They looked pretty similar. They definitely could have been, which what, means what if that's you where they came from. Gotta send me some, please. <laughs> All right, I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll see if they deliver to the moon. But no, Ian, th- I, that's exactly where I was sitting. I thought that was specific to my high school. I tried to explain it to people here, and they thought I was crazy. Okay, good to know. Anyway. What's a prestito? <laughs> yeah, you kind of glossed over prestito. A prestito? Oh, you no. Said you had crispito. Oh, crispito. sorry. Excuse me. Chicken a crispito. Well, what, what is that? that? It was a. Te- it was like it was a taquito. It was a dumb name. Uh, oh, for it was it extra crispy? They did have. They did have a particular taste and texture to them that I have not been able to find in any other taquitos except for one singular time at a price chopper. Um, <laughs> They like in their hot food section. You know, it was and I was like, oh, my God, those look like fucking my grade school grade school chicken crispitos. And they tasted exactly like them. And every time that I have been to a price chopper since then, they have not had them. So who knows? Maybe it was a fever dream. Yeah, I've my uh, my my like elementary food that I really miss is I my elementary school had these egg rolls forget about it bro they were so fucking good that's crazy in elementary school they gave you that fire yeah wow alongside the taco boats and the uh like cheese the cheese pizza on a tortilla (laughs) nice um so as you may have guessed this is a music mashup podcast uh each week (laughs) i give these guys a challenge and they have to make a music mashup uh, about that it's not a food show um, as much as I wish it was, uh, I'm very hungry. So let's talk. If we about... ever had to pivot, that wouldn't be a terrible idea. <laughs> this week's we challenge that I gave them were <laughs> the challenge. <laughs> the challenge that I gave them this week was the one hit wonder challenge. So you boys had to make a mashup with a one hit wonder. Um, you have quite a few to choose from. There are some iconic ones. Which begs the question, do you think that you guys used one of the same songs? I think there's a possibility, if I'm being entirely honest. I am not positive. I, I don't I don't think I went for anything super obvious, but I could be wrong about that. There was um, one that was mentioned before in the show that I know we both said we liked. Which but... which one? Well, I think we should just listen to the tracks and okay. We'll so find you out used it, is what you're telling me is that I you did used use that, that one. Hit one. Yes, song, I did. But I don't remember what it is, so I probably so. didn't. 
frequent we'll listeners to shitty mashups <laughs> will be harboring their guesses as we speak. Um, how hard was it to find a track and make a challenge? I feel like one hit wonders as far as finding stems and shit to make mashups. Probably not the hardest thing because generally a lot of one hit wonders, you know, become wonders and reach that amount of acclaim that people know about it. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I I had I had no issue. Like I was like, oh, I bet these two songs would go good together, and then I found the stems immediately, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> in the bag. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Perfect. Yep. I was correct. Was um, that the same experience for you? For me, I kind of it was funny because like I started with some ideas that weren't exactly working, and so then I tried doing something else. And then started on something else, but then ended up circling back to an original idea, the like one of the first ideas, um, and and it all it all came together surprisingly well. Nice, uh, well, surprisingly well, Ian. Uh, you go first this week. Would you like to oh dip into boy. your song? Let's freaking do it. Let's go ahead and dip our feet into the deep well of nacho cheese that is the zombie of Ian's song. Man, I could really fucking go for a cheese song. I know. I wonder if they're um, on, like... Why did we start talking about something, that, while I'm very hungry, that I'm, is I... so good, but absolutely unattainable? Oh. I don't think Steve... I don't think this isn't Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Wonder. This, this is, is not Stevie Wonder, Wonder, my dude. This is play that oh, funky you're music. Right. Boy, you're right, you're right. I'm fucking stupid. I heard all, all I heard was super superstition. Right, it's not. Yeah. I'm just dumb as shit. <laughs> not quite a one hit wonder. Yeah, they they had that one other song. They had cold like, heart bitch. <laughs> I like the guitar sting in there. Pitch down it is. <laughs> yeah, it sounds hilarious. <laughs> yeah, had to pitch it down way down. He sounds like he's wearing a backwards hat. <laughs> oh shit. shit! The one-hit wonder that I can't fucking stand. Come on, Eileen. I love. I love this song. Uh, I love Not this song too. This is the one. Most people do, I have found. Any song where they slow down and then speed up gradually, that, that's a hit in my book. <laughs> I like that. It's surprising that it still works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Well, Ian, what do you call that little number? Okay, look. Sometimes low-hanging fruit can be the sweetest. 
<clears throat> which is um, why this song is called oh, You Didn't. Are you going to come on that white boy? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's better than I thought you were going to say. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, are you? Okay. Are you? Okay. We're burning uh, daylight so here. <laughs> I get to write that down. Um. So yeah, the music video was... for that one is going to be absolutely explicit. Just as a heads yeah, that up, one bro. might not. Well, that was Twitter gonna... doesn't. Now Twitter doesn't care, but it's never going to see the light of TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so it was uh, play that funky music by Wild Cherry. For some uh, reason, I thought was superstition because I'm. A, it's, yeah. It starts of off similar. Don't don't like beat the shit out of yourself. It's a very very <laughs> similar start to the song. It's true. Um, and then Come On Eileen by Dexy's Midnight Runners. Those are without um, a doubt insane one-hit wonders. Yeah. 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 Um, also, it's actually officially credited to Dexy's Midnight Runners and the Emerald Express, which mm. I guess is the full name. That's uh, a shitty name. excessive. Uh, and then the vocal line was, Are You Gonna Be My Girl by Jet, which... Again, because I was actually, I was looking at, like, what exactly are the parameters for a one-hit wonder? Like, what is the criteria? Um, And there's a lot of artists that have been called one-hit wonders, like, despite having other charting singles. Hold on, I'm trying to find exactly the... Yeah, so uh, somebody from... I think it's Rolling Stone said that uh, an artist can only be seen as a one hit wonder if they've never had a second Billboard top 10 hit uh, or if any of the subsequent top 40 singles were released within six months of their first big hit. And if the artist has not had three or more top 10 or platinum albums. Hmm. So weird. <laughs> might. So, so Jet, Are You Going to Be My Girl by Jet, I think could still kind of be considered a quasi one hit wonder. Yeah, no, I, I I'm not gonna fight you on that. No, the parameters no. for the one hit wonder challenge were very loose. Yeah, yeah. I, I I feel the same way. It's just like I could think of another song, and I was just like, but I'm pretty sure it's off the same album. And also, like, come on, like they they fucking count. Also, <laughs> le- like you you said the the next because the song that you think of is the next one is Cold Hard Bitch, right? Actually, it's their their ballad one where it's like, "Take my photo off the wall of it." Don't know just that. Just won't. Is it looks? Is it look what you've done? Yeah, is that oh, what it's called? Look what you've okay. done. You've my. I know they're that. not British. They're Don't Australian. Know that but so that one's their <laughs> second most played on Spotify with sixty yeah. uh, sixty point five million. Uh, Cold Hard Bitch is their third with fifty five million. I forgot plays. that was them. Actually, I thought that was Puddle of Mud. It sounds so that, like the so, same song. It does. As Are You Gonna Be My Girl. It, they sound like the same song. You do a mashup and no one would even know. <laughs> but yeah, so that's their second and third. How many plays on Spotify do you think that Are You Gonna Be My Girl has? I'm going to say... Several one, hundred million. I'm going to say 1.6 billion. Shit. Shane was closer. It was <laughs> 363 million. I just have less um, faith in my common It man. is only Jet, Ryan. It is only Jet. It is, just it is only Jet. So yeah, so I started, my first thought was, oh, I want to use Come On Eileen because I really like that song. I like and that I also song know too. that Ryan likes that song. Um, but I also know that Shane hates that song. Most people like that song. I'm in the extreme minority. 
and and so I was like, eh, maybe I'll... And the other thing, too, is there weren't a lot of great instrumentals for it. The one that I used is a karaoke track, and it's it's pretty decent, but... Uh, it's fine. But it's, <laughs> it's, funny it's because fine. Actually, the like the main context in which I hear Come On Eileen is karaoke, so I didn't even notice it was the karaoke track, because that's, like, all I've heard for the past, like, eight years. <laughs> you know, like, I, don't, I, don't, yeah, I haven't heard the studio version of that song in a long ass time um yeah yeah so i moved away and then i so then i thought about are you gonna be my girl and i was like "Ooh, that could be really funny i thought about trying to use the instrumental because it has those big long like quiet breaks (laughs) where he's singing (laughs) so i thought it'd be funny to have something in there but it's kind of a weird weirdly structured song in terms of how he's singing it and so nothing was really fit in there um then i found i was listening to just looking through different one hit wonders and saw play that funky music and i was like <laughs> yeah Ooh, uh, hello but had a big 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 old case of the midway mm. mashup malaise the three m <laughs> as we like to call it and then i just happened to listen to come on eileen again i was like let's see let's just see let's just see and i could hear it and i was like oh yep i can yep. make this work and yeah it's pretty was good, that. dude. I like that. I always like when uh, the backing track switches, but the the vocal track stays mm-hmm. the same. I think that's uh, it makes for a pretty unique mashup. Yeah. Plus, play that funky music is gets pretty boring instrumentally. Like it kind of stays. It's pretty samey. Yeah. Um, it's got so that one like, part where eh. like ha- most of the instruments drop out, except for like the drums and the tambourine. It's like play the that cowbell. funky music. Play that funky music. Play that funky music. But that's only even for like yeah. a couple measures. Um, I was worried when you started playing it because you know before we hit play, um, you said that we had talked about it at a a one hit wonder on an earlier episode, and I couldn't remember. And then I did realize, oh, wait, we did talk about this, the, one of the tracks I used in an earlier episode. I wonder if that was it. <laughs> but it wasn't. Spoiler alert. Yay. And um, it's actually because we we talked about mine in a different context. I think I know mm-hmm. what it is. I think I'm, I'm going to put my chips on the table. I'm going to DM Ryan just so he doesn't think I'm bullshitting. All right. Yeah. D- DM me. And, write uh... it down in an envelope. <laughs> or just, just write it down on a piece of paper and set it to the side. Yeah, and then if I'll it is, that. just I'll hold it up to the camera. I'll do that. He's going to write down like 10 things now. <laughs> just no, I'm writing it really big. Okay. Um, while he's doing that, before we get into Ryan's track, I do also just want to give a shout out to the don't, bravest don't, don't, piece don't. of music journalism that exists don't, on no, the internet. No, you bring it up. You've already brought it up. Review. You've already brought um, it up. Jet's second album, which is a monkey pissing in its own mouth. I've single-handedly heard him bring up that review twenty times I don't, in person. He, not on the podcast. He hasn't brought funny. it up. Guarantee, guarantee, he's brought up on the podcast. Whatever. I don't think he has. I've not. His favorite thing is making new friends so he can bring that up in conversation for the first time. Okay. Veden, Shane, I know Hold you're on. hungry. You got to be a Come little on. nicer, bud. Eat a buddy, Snickers, dude. Buddy, yeah, you don't understand be- how many times I've heard him say that. It's a Just fun saying. piece. It's a fun little you're piece of trivia. You're, yeah. you're not yourself when you're hungry, Shane. <sighs> the link to the review will be in the episode notes, so feel free to click it on that. It probably won't be. I'll forget. I know. I'm lying. Um, <laughs> let's uh, get into Ryan's track. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh. 
I kind of like this song. It's I, not hey, good. I, I don't hate it. Like, it's just is a one-hit wonder. There's a place off Ocean Avenue. Ooh. Ah, I, I don't know about Ocean oh, Avenue. Oh, oh, oh. We were both 16 and it felt oh so right. <laughs> <laughs> Ian's about to come on a funky white boy or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> His soul's leaving his bones. Here's the thing. I didn't have to change the pitch or tempo. <laughs> That's incredible. Ian has lost his shit in the video call. <laughs> this fucking rules. <laughs> There's some desk slams. He's a loser. He's a loser. He's gonna save this to his piece and listen to it. <laughs> he's gonna save the file on his phone for next time he's DJing. So. like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good, huh? He's <laughs> jamming the fuck out. Well, my guess was wrong, because it was a something else that you brought up that wasn't one-hit wonder. What was your guess? Word up. Ooh, that would be good. That would be good. Cameo has one other song, right? Other than, but still, they're they're by and large a one-hit wonder with Word Up for Defs. Because I know before, you, when you said that you had brought it up as another context, I was like, oh, he was talking about the cover of it because we were talking about cover songs. Mm, mm. And you that mentioned that. that song in the covers challenge. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the context that I was actually talking about was the yellow card one. And I think it was Ian talking about how like he had, that was like one of the first albums he bought. I something. think it's bold to call yellow card a one hit wonder because I personally admit to liking multiple of their songs. I like yellow card, but I just don't popular. know any of their other songs. <laughs> mm. I fucking love the full ocean Avenue album. And that dude is a fucking like, yellow card fan. I Love that that whole album, but yeah, I don't think any other songs of theirs ever uh, hit the charts. Uh, no, okay, other albums were uh, Ryan. Good. What do you what do you call that beast? Yeah, so I call it Bittersweet Ocean, and it's uh, Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve and Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. And yeah, like, like I said earlier, like uh, Yellow Card came to mind immediately because I love I love that song. <laughs> um, when uh, my <gasps> Uh, when my girlfriend and I were in Salem, um, a couple, uh, a couple, like, when was that? I don't know. It feels like forever ago. But um, when we were there, um, we were checking out, you know, houses for sale just to see, like, oh, what if? And um, one of the houses was on Ocean Avenue. So obviously I had to, you know, obviously I had to put the song on. And yeah, yeah it's, it's um, a good song that I think I heard for the first time in 
SSX3 for the Xbox. <laughs> um, I remembered what I was talking about with that. I That was uh, always playing in movie theaters in the like <laughs> pre-show thing. They would show mm. the, the music video for that. And that was my first exposure to that song. And I was like, nice. right, right. And because so you would go to the movies with your grandma, that's what yes. I was trying to. I knew your grandma played in some way. So I was just like, it, it had to be like an album he bought. That she bought him or something, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so when you said that uh, Bittersweet Symphony was by The Verve, I thought that there was another song that was really popular that was by that band. I was just had, I, I, if you heard Furious typing, I was making sure that I was wrong <laughs> because I thought The Verve was that band. I knew that name. Mm-hmm. But I thought they were the band that did that song. It's like California, here we come. No, that's what's that? That's that's, that's called Phantom Planet. Phantom is the name Planet. of that. That's band. what it was. I was like, what is it? It's Soul Asylum, and I'm like, no, they're that song. <laughs> they're that they're that one. Isn't Soul Asylum that one where it's that like kind of indie rock song, and the intro is just like a whole bunch of like not pinch harmonics on the guitar, but like the when you like really lightly the harmonics where you like really lightly artificial like, harmonics. Yeah, the one's like Soul Asylum did Runaway Train. I don't know that. Trying to think the the words. You can be my You can be. Can take it all away? No, nope. That's not Soul Asylum. Soul Asylum did Runaway Train. That band is. Oh, Puddle of Mud. No, yeah, that's a Puddle of Mud song. Oh, that's a Puddle of Mud song. Yeah. Wow. Whatever. Do you guys remember that Puddle of Mud Nirvana cover that was really popular for oh. a little bit because of how bad it was? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shit. I remember everyone getting really defensive. It's just like, he does it great live, and it's like, that's fine. This is a recording he of him absolutely. He didn't, he didn't do it good this time. I was and, live. Uh, it's like, it's really disrespectful because, you know, he and Kurt Cobain were like besties or something. It's just like, I really don't give a shit. I'm, <laughs> if yeah. someone does a bad performance, it's my right as an American who can't um, do it better to say that they did it bad. <laughs> that's crazy that you didn't have to change a single thing. Was that the easiest mashup you've ever made besides the Post Malone one? The very first one, which it gave Ian, I guess, the reaction that I had to your first mashup. <laughs> yeah, I wish Ian was judging this one. Um, I don't yeah, know. honestly, I've been zoned out for like the last three minutes because I've just been, He's been listening, just been about listening about it to it again. again. Just like listening to it in my, yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, I totally could. <laughs> yeah, we're all wearing headphones. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, you guys keep going. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to tap out for a little bit. Um, I don't really keep track of the... It's one of those things where I remember how difficult things are. I'll always remember if I had a bad time working on a song. But, you know, the second oh, I have a really it. good it's one, so I forget right about there. the experience almost immediately. You know, mm. uh, it's... I, I, I'm a person that likes to dwell on the negative of everything yeah, gotta, in my life. focus on the... The, the the turmoil of it all. Yeah. If I focused on things that went well, I might I might be dangerously oh. close to being happy. <laughs> and we can't allow that. <laughs> can't have that. Then my okay. sparkle will be gone. Let's get Ian's attention because he's eyes closed, fully zoned out. He's listening definitely to this. Listen. He's jamming it. Let's uh yeah. Ian. It's time to move to judgment. Or the quick cut. I don't know. Actually, yeah, before we move to the judgment, uh I just had a quick little round robbing uh uh, a little quick cut and it's a a little phenomenon known as it's kind of a weird estranged cousin of the one hit wonder it is the sophomore slump 
so do you guys buy into the sophomore slump being a thing or i mean do you have more experience i know ian has one just you know Ready much like <laughs> the second jet albums review on pitchfork.com just absolutely ready to slam down on the table because we both experienced that at the exact same time but i think there have been plenty of times where you get super into a band's first album and their mm-hmm. second album comes out and you're like holy fucking shit <laughs> i think that it's definitely a real thing but it's um mostly it's not like a it's not like a sure thing, but it is something that a lot of bands kind of happen to work into themselves. And it usually seems to happen, not necessarily their second album, but their second album after some sort of really big success. And it's not just music. It's It, it can be like movies, videos. A lot of YouTubers have this. but um, <laughs> And, and it, I think it mostly comes down to them making something from the heart and it clicks and they're like, and they get way more... Um, you know, positive feedback than they were expecting. And then when it's time to follow that up, how do you do that? Do you just make more of the same? Or do you say the same thing again? Do you try to change it up? And a lot of the time, I feel they try to change it up, but not because the way they're changing it up actually complements what they're trying to say or the music they're trying to make. They're trying to do it so that they don't feel like they're stuck in the shadow of their first big success, and then end up having to make the same music for the rest of their lives. They want to make something new only to make it different and distinguish from that first thing. And it just naturally isn't going to resonate with the same people that really resonated with whatever the first thing was. And like my, my example that always comes to my head first, with which Shane actually disagrees with, which again just comes down to, um, you know, it, it's just different things for different people. Um, but... And also, this doesn't really count because it's not his second album. But, um, you know, I Love You, Honey Bear by Father John Misty, one of my favorite albums. I don't really think there's a bad track on it. There's nothing it's I would remove from album it. Too. I know, it, it is his second album. So that's obviously not a sophomore slump. But I think that one got way more um, attention than his first album, yeah. which is good. Mm-hmm. It's not, I don't think it's as good as I Love You, Honey. I have it on vinyl, but it's not, it's nothing, it didn't, it didn't hit me in the same way. And then, um, you know, after I Love You, Honey Bear, he, he whips out Pure Comedy, which is completely different and is basically a full album of the last two tracks of, um, you know, it's mostly, you know, him and a piano born, and a it's, microphone. It's Born in the USA yeah, as an album. Bored in the USA. As an, yeah, stretched USA, out into an entire me. album. So, like, it's good. He plays piano and he sings well, but it doesn't have the same kind of really earwormy moments that I love you honey bear does like it's re- it's not something that you can sit around and sing to yourself because it is very like you know flowy and tempo changes constantly and it's almost nothing without the piano so like whereas I'll sing I love you honey bear to myself while I'm in the car all day long like pure comedy is a lot harder <laughs> to sing to yeah and it's still good but it just didn't hit me the same way and i'm like this this is as close this is as clear of a sophomore slump as i've ever seen and then you know after that when he, he god's favorite customer it's okay it's, I, I like god's favorite customer yeah. at least better than pure comedy but yeah i think you you you're right i think a lot of it is just perception right it's you know i think sophomore slumps by their very nature are about expectations and things that might be considered sophomore slumps it's like "Mm, 
it's still a good good thing it's just it's it's not what you wanted or you expected um or what you're used to um all that being said i know for me the biggest one that i experienced is the band fun um their first album aim and ignite not a it's crazy like one of your favorite albums popular of all time. album it is one of my it is in my top five albums of all time i think it is a near perfect album when i first listened to it it was unlike any other music that i had heard at that point like it's i think I don't know, I'm not good at classifying shit into genres, so I'm not going to try and box it in, but I fucking love that album. And then I remember driving around one night, and uh, I was listening to a local like alternative radio station, because I didn't have a way to play my own music in the car at the time, and uh, they were like, and now the new single from Fun, and I was like, oh shit, I was like, Fun's getting <laughs> played on 96.5, good for them. Like, I didn't know they had new shit coming out, and the song played, and I was kind of like, and it was We Are Young, and I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. I was like, okay. It wasn't, I didn't, it wasn't their best. That, that's probably just like the most accessible one or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the one they played then, in American Dad. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah, this episode, yeah, there, there's an episode of American funny. Dad, but it's a Halloween episode, and they play it while Steve is out um, on a date with a character dressed like Chun-Li, and they like swim in Stop a waterfall and stuff like that. trying to backdoor your American Dad recap segment, okay, Ryan? We've <laughs> no, told come you before. On. We've told you before. It's not happening. Anyway, I, look, I I held off bringing up the reference <laughs> of the American Dad with "Come on, Eileen," which is that that song is about Francine I, because she I had sex with every, you, all the Ryan. members. She had it's because she had sex with all the members of that band, and then they were like, "Wow, she was great." And it's like, "Yeah, what was her name again? Eileen, I think." And it's like, "Oh, we should write a song about what we just did to her." <laughs> yeah, that's that's from American Dad. Thank you for joining me in the American Dad minute. Ian, can you Seth edit MacFarlane's this out? greatest work. Ian, can you edit this out? But my uh, there was one reference I remember from American Dad because I didn't watch the show very much. <laughs> and it's it catching was, on. They were they went through a metal detector to go into American this Dad building, virus. and then there's another metal detector, and they're like, "What? We just went through a metal detector." And the main character is just like, "This one is for something way worse than guns." And then it zooms in on his face, and he's like, "Gay." And then someone walks <laughs> up to the metal detector, and he's like check your fingers for dirt <laughs> and then they go and then everybody oh. tackles them <laughs> looks from the back because only room. gay guys look at their hands like this everyone knows that i'm Good getting job, a hazmat suit i won't fucking be a party to this it's anyway okay, we can stop talking about american dead anyway then some nights the single came out and i was like okay i kind of like this but still kind of poppy and then the whole album came out and it was fucking unlistenable to me and that one made me really angry because everybody fucking loved it <laughs> yeah, so much that's their, that's their biggest one isn't it yes it is it's way more successful than the first one and it drives me insane do you want to hear something really funny yeah Nate Roos has a feature on the new Young Thug album. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, that was a, a fun little quick cut, fellers. But let's uh, let's judge this shit. So the winner of the One Hit Wonders challenge, it's gotta be Ryan, right? It's gotta Ooh. be. It's gotta be Ryan. Ooh. Fucking mad if it wasn't. <laughs> That's just insane. Every now and then, the man just has this spark. And he's just like, wait a second. And then he finds songs where he doesn't even need to do that much in the best and most innocent and beautiful way this show can be done. 
you just smash some shit together and it just works yep so i don't really have a whole lot else to say ian your track was also good yeah just good in the shadow of ryan's song so (laughs) congratulations could not compare it's it's so rare that things just click like that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's the fact that it's just that is so good yep that's why we do it so congratulations ryan ian uh into the incinerator yep here i go okay i i had fun with that it's just one of those ones where it was like you know i already had ocean avenue in mind and then i was kind of looking around at other songs and i came on this one and i was just kind of singing it in my head while i was listening to the instrumental and i was like I think this might be it. I think this might be the one. So that one, that one, uh, definitely the, probably the quickest I've gotten one in a little while. Definitely the, the, at least didn't have any moments of like, Oh God, why am I even, why am I even doing this? I'm awful with this track, with this track. I was just like, all right, pretty good. Pretty good. (laughs) What up fellas? I'm back. He's back. Okay, well, Ryan, new Ian, um, I am going to go ahead and move over to our Knowledge and Research Operational Guidance System, or the CROG device, and uh, we are going to see what we have for you guys next week. All right, lay it on us. Okay, so it looks like next week you guys are getting the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Challenge. That is one of your mashups has to come from an artist in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, I mean, they've got some, this, a range of shit in there. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, for you know, sure. Quite a bit to choose from, and it shouldn't be too hard to find it because it's all pretty popular, so. Yeah, yeah, kind of by definition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a pretty wide uh, breadth for us to choose from at least yeah. nowadays it took them a long time to start letting you know not white people into the <laughs> rock and roll thing yeah but they're they're they're, they're 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 catching up i mean i think we can all agree that the fucking rock and roll hall of fame sucks right i mean well, yeah it's in ohio yeah <laughs> what yeah. does ohio God. know about anything well other nothing. than potatoes we, that's the wrong hoe. Yeah, I don't think that's, I don't think that's right. Um, we here at the Music Research Institute actually have some secret knowledge about Ohio. And y'all should move. Uh, yeah, um, we can't disclose it, but just. Uh, but if you can leave, yeah, if you can leave, um, be smart. Get out of there. Yeah. Okay. Well, we hope you enjoyed. Uh, that'll do it for us this week. We fucking love you. Uh, everything you need from us is at shittymashups.com. You can leave a review. Yeah. Uh, have a good fucking weekend. Uh, happy motherfucking Friday. Woo. And please, uh, oh, specifically this week and next week's episode, please don't sue us. <laughs> yeah, God, please. Um, Jet, don't sue us. Um, Dexy and your runners, don't sue us. Nate Roos and Fun. Yeah, Nate Roos and Fun, please don't sue us. Uh, Patty's Original Cheese Zombies, please don't sue no, no, us. No, no, no. They're the sponsor uh, of the show. Oh, yeah. This episode oh, is sponsored by Patty'sCheeseZombies.com. Patty's original cheese zombies.com. Patty's original cheese zombies.com. Sorry. I'm going to go buy Patty's cheese zombies.com and set up a redirect just to just to kind of help her out. <laughs> just I'm gonna, picking sides just in this gonna, zombie war. Patty's original cheese zombies are poisonous.com. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Anyway, uh, Patty, don't sue us. We love don't you. Bye.
Cherry Street We would walk on the beach and not 